A curbside cleanup will take place on Saturday, May 11th in the city of Eagle Lake. The city's hauler LGP Waste Solutions has modified what items they will now accept, citing worker safety and damage to trucks as the reasons for the change. All items must be bagged or boxed from now on. Appliance tags can be purchased at City Hall. A listing of electronics collection fees will be posted on the city's website soon, according to a press release. Contact the city or visit their website to see what items are and are not acceptable for cleanup pickup. The Blue Earth County Elections office will be offering extended hours Saturday, March 2nd from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. The elections office is located in the historic courthouse at 204 South 5th Street in Mankato. These extended hours will allow voters to cast absentee ballots or return mailed ballots in advance of the presidential nomination primary elections set for March 5th. Minnesota state law allows any eligible voter to vote early for any reason. Mail ballots must be returned in the postage paid envelope or dropped off at the Blue Earth County elections office no later than 8 p.m. on election day. It's important to carefully follow instructions included with the mail ballot. If voters plan to vote in person on March 5th, they should visit pollfinder.sos.state.mn.us to confirm their voting location for this election. For additional questions or information, please contact Blue Earth County Elections at 507-304-4341 or visit becvotes.org. A recent investigative report from Minnesota Reformer looks into Minnesota's oversight of nonprofit funding. They want to know if the money will be well spent. Minnesota lawmakers last year gave nonprofit groups more than $1.1 billion, with some receiving more money from the legislature than they normally get in other grants and donations in an entire year, according to reporters Dina Winter and Michelle Griffith. Among them was a Minneapolis anti-violence nonprofit called A Mother's Love, which was run by a former police officer named Lisa Clemens. In the rush to support favored nonprofit groups, lawmakers may not have looked too closely at a Mother's Love operations or finances. Despite earmarking $3 million to the group in the two-year budget of the Department of Employment and Economic Development, eclipsing the $1.13 million the nonprofit raised from all sources in 2022. Two years ago, a state unemployment law judge found a mother's love had misclassified a worker as an independent contractor, which Attorney General Keith Ellison, DFL lawmakers, and the administration of Governor Tim Waltz have sought to crack down on because it robs workers of basic protections like workers' compensation insurance, overtime, and unemployment benefits. So even as Deed found that a mother's love misclassified a worker, lawmakers directed Deed to give the nonprofit $3 million. A mother's love still has 30 independent contractors, according to Clem. Clemens, its executive director. Clemens did not comment on whether she was directed to reclassify her independent contractors as employees after the state review. Minnesota Reformer looked at a Mother's Love's IRS tax forms and found other irregularities. The group owns a $360,000 building, a home that was purchased for them in 2022. At the same time, it reported occupancy costs, such as utilities, insurance, repairs, and maintenance, of $299,000 in 2022, according to its own IRS filing. According to Ann Etter, a certified public accountant and president of Goodney and Etter in Northfield, who reviewed the documents for the Reformer, said that's a huge number on a $360,000 thousand dollar house. However, a mother's love is just one of hundreds of nonprofits that used their legislative connections to win money from lawmakers last year, sidestepping the onerous process of competing for grants from state agencies. It was so much money that the state's budget agency couldn't provide an accounting of it all when the reformer asked for one. Nonpartisan Senate researchers asked departments for an accounting and found more than 300 direct allocations to nonprofits through 2025, not counting the State Departments of Health and Human Services, which failed to provide the data. The reformer counted 36 more allocations in health and human services budget bills. 
The state government is increasingly relying on these nonprofits to complete its own work from preventing violence to encouraging vaccination. State agencies typically award grants after performing background checks and analyzing proposals, giving it to the application that best meets the criteria. However, as the reformer pointed out, nonprofits can also receive funding by directly naming the legislature's budget bills through what are known as legislatively named grants. And last year was a bonanza for this type of funding. They gave money to nonprofits to study ending cash bills treating cops with post-traumatic stress disorder, constructing buildings, preventing homelessness, and holding cultural events. To make matters worse, the backdrop of the legislature's efforts come at a time when a wide-ranging scheme known as the Feeding Our Future scandal, in which 70 Minnesotans so far have been charged with funneling pilfered government money through nonprofits. Federal prosecutors said the nonprofit orchestrated a theft of about $250 million worth of federal child nutrition funds, the nation's largest pandemic relief-related fraud. A 2023 state audit found pervasive noncompliance with grant management policies, according to the report. That's the news from KTOE. Newsroom, I'm Robert Lawson.